hey, hey, you guys know about a little spider? The Itsy Bitsy Spider? Yo, he's a friend of mine. I want to tell you a little story about this spider, about how he didn't let the rain get him down. You want to sing with me? Come on. Spider? The Itsy Bitsy Spider? Yo, he's a friend of mine. I want to tell you a little story about this spider, about how he didn't let the rain get him down. You want to sing with me? Come on. that 
about that little spider. About how he kept his spirits up and didn't let the rain keep him down. It's kind of fast, so you stay with me, pay attention. You ready? Here it comes. The easy busy spider who went up the water spout. When the rain was pouring, he didn't cry a pout. He just waited for the sun with a smile on his face and back up the spout at his little spider face. The spider, he was funky and the spider, he was cool. The spider, he was smart because he knew a golden rule. When things are looking gloomy and you're feeling washed out, keep a smile on your face and head back up that spout. nature 
used in witchcraft and the the fact that the truth that Jesus is the light that exposes the works of darkness so that they could be dealt with, defeated, destroyed, and cast out. One of the animals that play a role in witchcraft is spiders. And animals have been seen and worshipped as spirits of nature known to the ancients as power animals or the animal guides that are demons. And many animals, therefore, associated with various deities like Diana and the hound, Hecate or Hecate and the toad, Proserpina and the raven, Pan with the goat, and Athena with the owl. And most other deities in one way or another became associated with animals. The ancients believed animals were closer to nature than humans and would perform rituals and make offerings to their spirits in attempts to communicate with them. Old shamans believed that all things and beings, particularly animals, were possessed of a spirit or soul. That's what they believed. And that one could attract parts of their souls or their spirit and powers through mimicry. This is why you see, uh, for example, a Native American shaman dancing with the, the, uh, the eagle-feathered headdress because they take on the spiritual attributes through the rituals and because they dressed with the appropriate animal furs and feathers and wore horns and such, you know, they, they took on what was symbol, symbolized behind those things, imitating their antics. Witches will take on spirits of animals in rituals, and these shamans would, would, they would then send out these demonic animal spirits on errands and to do battle. However, if they failed or died, it's known to them that then so to do the shamans die. If their spirit animal fails and, and, is, and is killed, and the shaman would keep up the use of the same animal spirit until his death, upon which time they would disappear or they would transfer to another witch. Now, given the animal kingdom's intim, intimate relationship with na- nature, it's not surprising that witches, as they uh, evolve through time, should adopt certain animals as their own link to nature, spirits, or demons. And witches use these animal spirits to perform assignments. They cast spells, or they, they scrawl, and they communicate with the dead, and they are known as familiars. This is where the phrase, the such and such is my spirit animal. That's where that comes from. There are four types of familiars that witches uh, employ in their craft. And one is a domestic animal, familiar spirit. Another would be a like a fantastic wild animal spirit, like a, like a bear or a tiger. Uh, and then there are elemental magic spirits, and then there are human spirits or evil human spirits. Now, witches, they're convinced that these spirits are, you know, nature spirits. They're deities, that they're like spirit guides, but they are, in fact, demon familiar spirits. The spider is worshipped, and it's facilitated for its creative and imaginative spiritual characteristics that, that the witches see in that. So, be, 
So because God is exposing these hidden things of darkness and calling them to our attention, this means we must tear down the strongholds of the ambushing predator spirits, these familiars that have been creeping into our homes, as the scripture says. When I originally uh, did this uh, expose and I started researching and writing it about spiders, I didn't even get a chance to go into the fact that scorpions are also spiders. They're known as arachnids. In Ezekiel 2.6, in the King James, says, And thou, son of man, be not afraid of them, neither be afraid of their words. Though briars and thorns be with thee, and thou dost dwell among scorpions, be not afraid of their words, nor be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. Now the scripture is pointing at briars and thorns and scorpions and commanding the prophet here not to be afraid of their words or their looks. First Samuel 15.33 in the King James says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Revelation 9.5 in the King James says, And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. In witchcraft, they associate with demons. They, uh, are, they're yoked up to demons. And there are fallen angels that, that are mentioned uh, in texts like Azazel. And there are, there are spirits that they, they use, like Belial. These spirits they use to employ their craft. Their symbolic representation of the ambushing predator nature is perfect for the spider when witches use curses and hexes and jinxes. See, they lie in wait for the perfect opportunity to strike their prey. And one really good example for this demonic attack is Samson and Delilah. In witchcraft, a spider scorpion or arachnid or any other animal spirit appears to the witch. It's considered to them that it's their totem where they will be with that spirit animal or that familiar until they die. That's what they'll use uh, and link up to to work their craft. And so with that being said, many of the demonic attacks that witches conjure up and send out will have their signature on their work. It'll have that, that, that the nature of what they're conjuring will go into what they send out. And as believers... And children of God, what we're taking from this, what we're gathering from this, what God is showing us is that we don't need to look for the signature of a, an attack to guide us to the truth and to expose. What, we're, what we need to be looking for as we, is we need to be led by the Spirit. We need to be, as believers and children of God, we, we don't follow signs. They follow us. So... When these things are exposed to us through God's own Holy Spirit, we must use the gift of discerning of spirits to walk in the Spirit, to warfare in the Spirit. Now, of all the weapons and tools the devil uh, has employed, has, has perfected, and has used against the people of the world today, 
I would think, would have to be the Internet. It's, it's the biggest web, and it's spiritual. It, it's the biggest net, the most powerful and effective catcher of men the world has ever seen, no matter how you look at it. It was created in 1989 by Tim Berners-Lee, a British scientist at CERN. It's called the World Wide Web. Even though it was originally conceived and developed to meet the demands for automatic information sharing between science, scientists in universities and institutes, before long, it began to be used for evil purposes, trapping the souls in, of men and women. It was defiled and, and used for evil, used for uh, bondage and death. Now, the Internet is a clear and obvious example of electronic witchcraft, and yet it's not all defilement. It's not all bad. But why? what I'm bringing out and pointing to is what the devil uses uh, can be broken, should be broken. All the weapons that are formed against us will not prosper. And... The devil uses and intends to use these things to harm, but God can use and turn this around for his glory, for his purpose, for his kingdom. And you notice how witches are, uh, witches will tend to, to try to come over and, and make contact. They'll try to uh, touch uh, when they're talking to you. Like spiders, they use their feelers just like what before they sink their teeth into the prey with the spider, they, 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 they make contact. Somehow, some way, they make contact. And there's always this, this touching of the hands and rubbing of your arms and shoulders and, uh, you know, the mixing of, the, of flattering words and emotional words that, that tend to lead a person like bait on a hook. While the touching is going on and distracting the physical mind, the words are leading and alluring to the spiritual man. And at least one will come into agreement with the witch. And there's an, there's an attack on multiple fronts. There's, there's an attack on defenses of the person from different approaches. And, it, and, and this gives the witch the better chance to pierce the soul and to, to cause that sting to, to, to hit the mark. And that's when they have that open. You see, once, once there's contact, for example, with that sticky web that the spider shoots out, or the sticky the sticky spinnerets and the last lassos that they they describe that the spiders shoot out and they 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 hit the mark and they they get stuck to the to the uh, person or the or the prey, it, it begins to draw them in. It begins to like catch them, trap them like a hunter. And witchcraft is a work of the flesh. Galatians five nineteen through twenty one says. Witchcraft works on the weaknesses of the flesh, especially on on uh, people who are uh, carnal, more carnal. Uh, that it's just it's just of hunting is targeted, it's specific. And spiders like witches, they, there's an exploitation, there's a, a magnetic allure, a seduction. There's a lust of the eye and a hunger of the flesh that, that's exploited here to draw in the victims and how, how it, people fall so easily to prey. Like, a, like men, can, like with Samson, so easily just allured and just, just swept up 
dazzled, charmed. That's the good word for it. See, like the Black Widow story, not only do spiders eat prey they catch while exploiting their prey's own hunger and appealing to them through the colors of the body or designs in the, or hiding near a path or setting a trap. There's, there's trickster char- char- characteristic to it. And in the Black Widow story, it's not, you know, they, they, they mate with the, the male of the species and then they will, the Black Widow female will turn on the male and, and eat it. And that's seen spiritually in the same wise. It's no wonder God called spiders unclean. The male will carefully mate with the female and then try to make a quick getaway so he doesn't become lunch. And there are a lot of parallels between witchcraft and, and spiders. And I pointed out a few. And, and here I'm going to point out, you know, not just the lifespan of the spiders. Uh, while, the, you know, here the tarantula can live up to 20 years. But the average lifespan of the spider is one to two years, excluding the tarantula. So, you know, there's a lot of parallels. Now, here's another uh there's another set of parallels that, that I, I saw that was that stuck out to me, and it's these. And and there's a, a medical list that you can go by that kind of helps you triage if you've been bitten by a spider. How do you tell if you've been bitten by a spider? Well, here are some clues. One, there might be redness and pain around the bite. Uh, two, there might be an allergic reaction. Three, there might be an infection. person might feel sick. Four, You'll feel a pinprick at the time of the bite. Five, you'll see bite marks. Six, there might be swelling. Seven, pain in the body. Eight, there might be a blister. Nine, discoloration. Ten, fever. Eleven, muscle ache. Twelve, headache. Thirteen, vomiting. And when I saw this list, it just... It was really interesting because isn't it curious how most of these same symptoms show up in demonic manifestations? Headaches, vomiting, pain, even pinprick like scratch marks and bite marks can happen in severe demonic attacks. Swollen welts and blisters, body aches, fever. So a lot of these things happen when a demon will sit on, will latch to, and, and torment the victim in their body over long periods of time. You might have localized pain in the area that a demonic has, that a demon has anchored to and is attacking. They show up, they manifest visibly in the, on the flesh many times. Rich, witchcraft, as is often the cause of migraines and headaches in the back of the head and neck, when witchcraft Working demons, they are sent out and they, they hit. There's a sting and there's pain that's inflicted where they reside. Even uh, swelling, like in water retention, water on the heart, uh, heart disease. The, a lot of these things can be signs of witchcraft manifesting in the flesh, in the body. Even in the most mild spider bites can cause irritation. And if you'll notice, people suffering from witchcraft oppression can seem irritated, especially when a, a conversation 
comes up that touches on a topic where the witchcraft resides in the person's life. And you'll, you'll see a manifestation of irritation in the person. Mentioning a person's name, a place, uh, bringing up an event, saying a name. Many of these things, a song, a color, a smell can trigger a reaction that causes spirits to manifest in a person. And that person may not even be aware that there's even anything going on. An allergic reaction to something related to spiritually rooted residue left behind from the witchcraft can trigger a physical manifestation on the person, especially where there's unresolved damage in the soul that's gone on for a long time. It often seems that even though most of the time we fear things that really have no power over us, we still allow ourselves to be harmed by them because we are charmed by them. Even though these are things small enough that we can crush with our feet, somehow fear takes hold. Somehow there's a, a setting. Of the, when the bite happens and the, and the toxin begins to set in, there's, a, there's a, an effect, a shutdown, isolation, mind-binding effect, fear. It's often our own fault when something preventable happens, but sometimes it's not our fault when things happen. Like with spiders, things creep in, especially in, you know, these hotter tropical climates. You can walk inside a house and, and leave a door open too long and, or don't close the screen door or don't close the window and something will make its way in. You know, this happens a lot. This happens often in, in hotter climates. It's just a common way of life. And a critter will creep in. Like a serpent, a spider also will just seem to find an open door. A spider-like spirits come in most of the time unnoticed. Open, unguarded gates seem to get us almost every time. But there are also times they get in, not from our negligence, but passed on to us through the family. Oftentimes, these demonic del deliverances they deal with uh, it, it is a result of sins, uh, transgressions from generations past in our family lines. Other times, we add to our own troubles by opening doors to witchcraft, either knowingly or unknowingly. I wonder... How many spider, how many spiders did Nehemiah encounter in the old, uh, in the old dusty ruins of Jerusalem when he and his men were digging through the rubble and sorting stones and, you know, they rolled up their sleeves and they went to work through all this, all this debris of what was left of the of the destroyed walls of the of the city of Jerusalem, and they were going in by hand and just doing the work. And they, I wonder how many times that they came came across spiders. And the witchcraft of their enemies was biting at them and creeping up seemed to be a nuisance. They were bugging Nehemiah, bugging the men as they tried to do God's work. But through the Spirit of God, obedience and boldness, I'm sure they killed many spiders. They destroyed witchcraft attacks. They fought it. The weapons of the enemy failed. They had to take up weapons to fight. And they halted the attacks of the enemy when the enemy was trying to halt their work, God's work. 
because we know no weapon formed against us will prosper. Now, spiders, just like snakes, they're ambush predators, opportunistic. But unlike snakes, most spiders aren't killers. Most spiders just inflict severe pain of fear and, and torment, much like the way hornets or wasps or you know, bees, other things that are, have a sting. And many who die of spider bites did because they were allergic to those, but otherwise the spider bites cause more fear and they cause more pain and misery, distraction. There are many, many, many more snakes in the world that are deadly to humans than spiders. But keep this in mind. Spiders cause more fear, more terror than the real-life threatening harm. And I'm not saying that this means that, you know, to take snakes seriously and disregard spiders, not at all. What I'm saying is we've got to be wise. And Matthew 10:16 says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Now there's a dual nature walk. There's a double-mindedness uh, lifestyle that is like a crown of shame. That we're not meant, as we live, as you and I live a life of lies, what we're doing is we're submitting to the devil. We're submitting to the enemy. We're pretending we're okay. Those spidery, witchcraft, tormenting demons are multiplying in the meantime. And from every egg sac of a spider crawls out hundreds, hundreds, sometimes thousands of more of the same. They're reproducing by the hundreds in our lives, when we are passive, when we look the other way, when we justify or we make excuses and put things off, we're allowing them to multiply in our lives. And each one of those little smaller ones, they get in line for the meal. They take turns biting and attacking and stinging the victim further and further into darkness, insisting on making you feel more pain and bleed more, and, and suffer more. That's not what God has intended, has purpose, has purchased for you and I. So each one that's reproduced will create its own web. It'll take up its own residency somewhere. They'll spread. They'll infestate. Everywhere you go, they go. So everywhere that you as an infected person go, they go and infect others, and you spread it. I'm sure today we don't have to be reminded about social distancing and about being cautious about washing your hands and spreading. You know, in these dark days, there needs to be light. There needs to be something that will expose, because when God reveals, he reveals to heal. It's not how your life is meant to be bound and in secret and infected and tormented. That's not how our life is meant to be. We have a choice. We have a will. We have a Savior that purchased our freedom, purchased our deliverance. A dual nature is a double mind. There are dualities found in observing life and in things like parables and prophecies, but what I'm talking about is a divided self, that that inner war of bitter and sweet spiritual conflict that, that, that battles each other. A dual nature is more likely a multiple nature. In some areas of treatment in, in, in the, the 
medical world is, used to be called multiple multiple personalities. And we we now understand if we are honest that this is uh, a, a demonic in nature. These attacks are manifesting in in ways that that have to be explained, have to be revealed by the one who created us. Like familiar spirits, they have a skill set for doing their work. You know, lust has has a range of skills to do their work, and uh, fear has a, has a, a a set of weapons and tools and skills to do its work, and pride and envy. They all have a range of skill sets that they use to do their work. Matthew. 12:43 and Luke 11:24 both say when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man he walketh through dry places seeking rest and finding none then he saith i will return into my house from whence i came out and when he is come he findeth it empty swept and garnished then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself and they enter in and dwell there and the last state of demand is worse than the first. Even so shall it be unto this wicked generation. Just like those spiders, they get in there. They take up residency. What do they do? They multiply. They multiply. How do you get rid of spider webs? Well, one great way is to sweep it out with a broom. Get rid of it. And in the name, in the name of Jesus, cobwebs can be swept away and cleaned out. That's the residue, and it's the tools, and it's the the employees that the, that that the witchcraft uses to set up, to trap, to ensnare, to hinder you, to catch you. The witches send these spirits out with a mission. The spiritual spider venom. And soul-catching traps that the witchcraft is working against you can be crushed. It, can, it, it has to be crushed and swept out. And spiders consider your home theirs, just like these demons do. It sounds just like the demons who took up residence and, and when, you know, the homeowner swept it up and cleaned it up and furnished it, you know, they come back. Spiders come back. There are seasons, and we see that. There are seasons where you have infestations every year. There be some sort of insect or bug or creature that's going to come back in a season to try to make a nest and, re and reproduce. And it's a cycle. It's a cyclical thing that spirits do. When they're kicked out, when they're removed, they will come back. It's a cycle. Spiders consider your home theirs. Demons consider your body theirs. And the working of the power of witchcraft's bite, just as the bite of the venomous spider works in two main areas, the same either attacks the nervous system or it attacks the flesh. By either breaking down tissue cells or blood cells, it's, it's a purpose, the point. But most of the time we get bitten, it's our fault for being where we shouldn't have been or being, not being aware, not having our guard up in, in places that we, we you know, would, would expect those things to happen. We're getting, you know, too close 
or for handling something that wasn't meant to be handled, or but but it can also be a result of an attack on us that we had no knowledge of it, uh, uh, something that couldn't have been preve- prevented. Because spiders, by nature, aren't ambush creatures. By nature, people sometimes get bitten, uh, putting on their shoes, or going through old storage, cleaning up, or going through spider territory. And Jesus said in Luke 10:19, "Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents." and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Romans 16.20, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Grace isn't some soft, fuzzy uh, thing you send in the mail like, like a greeting card. It's not like a well-wishing type of thing. This is the power crushed Satan. It's found in the grace of Jesus. To be able to overcome is a grace. It's something, you know, we didn't, not through our might or strength, it's by his spirit to overcome, to defeat the powers of darkness, witchcraft. Spiders, for the power of witchcraft, are creepy, crawly powers that lurk, they seek, they prowl. They peer, they they follow. And they're searching who it can devour. It moves about low on the ground, out of out of sight, under the radar. Out of out of view, out of the corner of your eye. Just so it can easily stay out of harm's way and get the element of surprise and get get you it in a weak moment when your back is turned or or when you're least suspected. As long as we are standing, not crawling, you have a better view. Stand up. Live live life standing on the word of God instead of crawling around all beggarly. Another reason why the devil tries to get us to come down low to his level so we can so we're both vulnerable. Kick us when, our, when we're down. Exchange a, a lifted up position in Christ for one that's lowered and defeated along with Satan so he can do more damage. Stand up. See what's around you. See the attacks of the devil coming at you like, like a spider that you can see now easily because you're standing up. The spider spirit or the the spider spirit of, of its the power of witchcraft. What God is, you know, has shown me is that He's showing His body, the church body, is that witchcraft it intends to steal, it intends to draw from the powers, the virtues, the it, 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 the anointing, if it would, but it can't. It does this through methods and tools like crystal charms and crystal balls and. And the power of words like incantations and curses and spells and, you know, potions and all the tools that it uses. It's kind of humorous that witchcraft, you know, even uses things like handkerchiefs because that's the same thing we see that was happening in the early church with anointed uh, cloths passed around and given uh, to to transfer the anointing, the power of, of God can't hurt you. It can't harm you 
when we are in Christ. We have power to tread on serpents, scorpions, but it also says all the power, all the power of the enemy has been put under his feet. And it's been put under our feet. Any means, the Bible says it cannot hurt you. It will not hurt you. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. In researching for this, I saw quotes like, Snakes and spiders spool their prey. Spiders are master trickers, hiding, distracting, pretending to be something that they are not, to fool their prey into a vulnerable mindset, a vulnerable frame of mind so that they don't resist or don't flee or don't fight back or run away. As long as the lies of witchcraft have taken hold and the victim is convinced they're safe, convinced it's not a threat, pickings for the enemy. That's why people need to stop continuing to tough out those dark seasons of demonic attacks like everything somehow is going to be okay. The enemy's place is under our feet. Remember, the average lifetime of the spider is one to two years. Now, again, the spider is the power of the witch in the sense when they use that through their attack. Their powers are counterfeit. They are counterfeit. They're lies because they are not self. They're not self-replacing. They they have to steal a temporary uh, measure of power to send out. It's not kept. It's it, it's it, they lose it and have to replenish. And that's why they are constantly touching on powerful, unsuspecting men and women of God. Constantly coming over, hanging around them like vampires to attempt to draw from and steal virtue. And they think they're stealing anointing, but they're not from the body. You cannot steal the anointing. Just because the anointing is the Spirit of God. You can't steal the power of God. The power of witchcraft can only last in short seasons, and it's based on what it gets from people, mostly through ignorance, trickery, lies. And all of the scorpions and the serpents and all their power mounts up to is still ends up at the end of the day crushed under our feet. Just as spiders don't have ears, you notice how some people under witchcraft, bondage, and mind control, they seem hard of hearing. You notice how, you'll notice how that there's an overwhelming spirit of deaf and dumb with some people because they're, you, it, it, it's mind control. It's the witchcraft attack, the bondage that attacks the mind. And it's no accident to do that on purpose. The power of witchcraft is evident in spiders who hear by sensing using the hairs all over their body responds much better to movement in the airways. James 5.16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. When the word of, of the deliverance minister goes forth out of their mouth, when a righteous man and woman of God prays 
a fervent prayer, a red-hot, consuming fire prayer. The word of God goes out from that man and woman of God into the airwaves. Is availed. Much is availed and much is done. We need to stop yielding to the lies of the devil. Those dark days, assuming that we're going to come out on the other side by some chance, that the devils, these spirits, are going to have mercy on us. Not going to happen. They're rest. They're not going to rest. Confess our faults one to another. Find a righteous man or woman of God and get delivered. I'm not telling you all to go out and go on a on a on a a search and destroy mission to kill spiders. What I'm saying is Ephesians 6.12 For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. God's showing us this about spiders, making us wise about spiders and and, and all that's being dis- and, and helping us to prepared and and making us able to discern more about witchcraft methods and the spiders that they love to use. Why? Isaiah five thirteen. Therefore my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge, and their honorable men are famished, and their multitude dried up with thirst. Spiders trap. And the Lord is saying here that His people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. God is giving us knowledge, preparing us for for war. I bind and I block the words of, of witches to activate or trigger, but instead I expose witchcraft and I call their words into the light of judgment in the name of Jesus. Now I'm going to tell you this is according to the condemned writing of witchcraft that I found when I was researching, and I'm going to quote, On the spider, the spider with her wondrous weaving skill is an aspect of Athene, the spinner of fate, creatrix of destiny. It was believed that the future could, be, could thus be read in a spider's web if you knew how to read it. According to First Nations mythology, Grandmother Spider created the world, cultural symbol of creation. This magical knowing and weaving of the world and destiny is associated with witches, who also reweave reality. I wonder if spider is also seen as a Wicca symbol because when cobwebs gather, it means worldly action is absent. And as witches, we specialize in otherworldly action. As Starhawk and Valentine write, we are all weavers of soul. The web is a Wicca symbol. As is the spider who weaves it. The spider is the goddess creatrix. And the web is the world and destinies she weaves. The web also symbolizes the interconnection and interdependence of all life. Destroy one strand and much of the web collapses. Witches often do weaving spells to recreate their lives. And often now to heal the earth. And the symbolism of the spider's web is closely related to that of the wheel of life. And that's how one writer, uh, proponent of witchcraft, wrote in, in this uh, 
article I found, they plainly show you the symbolic nature that they employ, that they resource from to represent them, to work with, to work off of. The Bible says in Proverbs thirty twenty eight, the spider taketh hold with her hands and is in king's palaces. Spirit gets its hands on its victims when it even touches, when witchcraft transfers that trap is set, it sticks, it stings. Sin is conceived some of the times. And soon death follows, trying to take root. And yes, this ambushing spirit of spider, the creatrix, is even found in king's palaces. Tricks are created all over the place. So not only is the spider considered a witchcraft wicked symbol, but a little g-god. With a name God's telling me that The spider spirit was an ambushing spirit Witches invoke They use to trap And catch with Also God has revealed that it, The spider spirit is a god to which the witches worship Called creatrix Creatrix It is a creator of tricks Not a kind spirit Who weaves destinies It's like a wonder, like, like some kind of wonderful Noble thing it's a trap. It's a trap. The witches and the Wiccans are attempting to trick by claiming spiders spend beautiful lives for people with the webs they weave. But the one and only thing a spider intends to do with that sticky death trap called a web is to capture and devour whatever prey comes along and gets stuck in it. Here are some examples of some webs some death traps. You have drugs. You have uh, pornography, alcohol, gluttony. Money can be a trap. You know, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh. There, there are, in, per, in, per, in professional businesses, there are professional paid liars. There are people who are, who are paid paid to save their company's money and they do it they do it in ways that is some would say unethical there's there's greed and there's pride all the things that attract people that that uh, uh, appeal to the carnal nature that appeal to to the hunger are traps they're traps they're webs You know who were expert professional spider witches? <clears throat> Under absolute possession of the of these spirits, the creatrix. You know this. There was a uh, a clown, a man who was a clown. He he was uh, all about dressing up in a clown and being paid to go to kids' parties, and uh, it was it was. Revealed in the news in, in such a way that all of America, even the world, were, were just dumbfounded that this man, John Wayne Gracie, was seducing, like a like a seducing, ambushing spider of create a trick, was perfected in this man. He was crafting 
like a silk-lined trap in his burrow to catch kids that he lured into the, his home and ambushed them and then devoured them like a predator, a monster, tarantula. There's a, there was one Jeffrey Dahmer. He had the same ambushing spider spirit, demonic, evil, create a trick, create tricks. He, he, he worked a craft that was such a way that he, he did this. He would lure in young boys, young men, into his trap, his web, and he was a venomous one. God showed me that what he was doing was he was just like the most deadly spider. He would seduce these young men into his spiders and his home, and he would give his victims drinks laced with tranquilizers, just like a, a neurotoxin, like the spider. And once they were passed out, those demons and that man would just take over and spin their web. Traff, Jer Jeffrey Dahmer would tie them up. He would torture them and devour them. Evil things. There was a BTK serial killer, Dennis Rader. He was one of those rare spiders who lives to be 20 years old or 20 years. He got away with, with it for a long time. He got away with it for so long. He was able to keep from being caught for so long. Once the demons activated, he, he, he jumped, he'd tie up uh, just like a spider. would tie and bind them up, bind up the victims and spinnerets and and wrap them up. Then his fangs would sink in and he'd devour them. He outlived even his own desire to keep killing. He eventually wanted to turn himself in and he he could have died of old age if it wasn't for that. His crimes were so evil it just it, 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 it it's off the charts. None of none of these crimes, these these horrible things make any sense. None of them do. But there's a spiritual root there's a spiritual root. Example of a black widow spirit controlled killer was Eileen Warnos, a man-hating prostitute who seduced men usually by hitchhiking on the highway to find her victims. In a documentary interview, one of the law enforcement team was actually quoted saying she was like a spider waiting, just like a black widow who, who, who kills and eats the male spider after mating. The spirit of ambush, sabotage, seduction, witchcraft, murder, lust, and temptation. All these things are working through what witchcraft and wicca calls create tricks. The spirits were in operation in both the man and the woman in this Eileen Warnos situation. They were in operation in the victims, too. The shoulder of those Florida highways, when those truckers would pull over, they were under the influence of those spirits. Both of them yielded to the lying spirits that Wicca and witchcraft calls claims. They claim the web is the world and destiny's she weaves. And I know what it's like to have, in my own personal life, I know what it's like to have unaccounted for time. When I was, years ago, before I, I came on the headline and got deliverance, I would experience those, these cyclical attacks, and, and they, I would lose time. I lost days I couldn't remember. But it, 
it didn't keep me from searching for help and getting deliverance, getting help. I know what it's like to wake up in the middle of the night completely paralyzed and not able to, to, to move. I know the shame of keeping my mouth shut because the gamble that I felt that was involved there was not worth it's not worth telling people about what I was going through. And, and, and I, I chose rather to deal with these demons in the dark any, alone anymore. I, I got to the point where I, I wasn't going to keep doing it. And, and people, they, they risk being around other people. They risk more by hiding and keeping the secret. It's crazy, and I'm glad I took that risk. I'm glad I because I found deliverance. I know, I know that I know that I know that I'm free. What it's like to live now, I know what it's like to live in the light and not in the dark, in freedom, not in captivity. Life, life can, life can be a wonderful thing when you're able to enjoy it, when there's freedom and liberty to enjoy life. And I mean, how, how, do we, how do we deal with, with this witchcraft? The same way we handle spiders. We, we don't handle them despite what people might tell you. You don't keep them as pets. You don't keep things that, that are deadly as pets. I would think that's just common sense. We don't worship them. We don't worship their webs. We don't idolize them because of their, their characteristics that, that might some people call virtuous. We don't do that. We don't relocate the enemy out of our home. We don't relocate them. We're not trying to do a adopt-out kind of thing. We're not transferring the problem to someone else. We're casting it out. The Bible says you're going to take up serpents. You're not taking up a serpent to put it in your pocket or give it as a gift or put, make it a pet. You're taking it out to cast it away or crush it underfoot. We don't relocate the enemy. We don't relocate a spider. No more than we relocate the devil who made someone we love die of cancer, commit suicide, or leave a good marriage, or do horrible things, or put up with, with torment. We don't, we, don't, we don't become partners with the enemy. We don't patty cake with these demons. We can't. We don't submit and we don't back down, not into the darkness. We don't go back to the chains from, from where we are delivered from. You treat these demons the same way you treat a threat, a spider. When you find it under a chair or in, in your bed, you kill it. You kill it. You crush it. You destroy it with fire. You, however you're going to kill it, you kill it. You get indignant. And outraged, fed up with the enemy. You have to. You have to. You have to take dominion. How is the church going to take dominion on this earth if we can't individually take dominion in our own bodies, in our own lives? We have to wake up and start acting like survivors. Like when that spider woke me up in the bed, I woke up. I acted like a... a I acted like the dominant species, and I killed it. And it's kind of humorous, because after I killed it, 
I, I threw it away with a bounty, a paper towel. There's an old song that, that was sung, I believe it was during the, the time of, the, of World War II, is a song, I'm not going to say the whole uh, title of the song, uh, but it's, it's praise the Lord and pass the, you fill in the blank. Well, today it's praise the Lord and pass the, the paper towels. That's how we fight. Remember when the Israelites were led by God's spirit into Canaan? The Bible says that God drove them out. The Bible says that God commanded that they destroy the, and kill the enemy. There wasn't a, a op- it wasn't optional. It was for their good. It was for their survival. Animals, everything. Nothing was allowed to be left alive. Look at what happened to King Saul. That God, could, God, God expects commitment to follow through. God doesn't do this exposing for us to, to, to opt out, put it off, give it to somebody else. It's not like that. We act out of obedience. We destroy the powers of the enemy. We put them underfoot. We crush them. We drive them out. Just like the Israelites drove out the enemy out of the land. His hand delivers, not ours. It's by his, it's through his spirit. But the act of obedience is that's that's on us. That's our part. That's our part. You might be one of those who battle in and out of those dark days, back and forth, waging war and internal war with demons who who pull you under and then you get up for a minute of breath, uh, to catch your breath and you get pulled back down. And they bite, they sting, those words. They say you can't obey. You're defiled. They say you, you can't. It wasn't, you, you did it, you weren't born with it. You got to, you know, the lies that they tell you to, to, to get you to give them another week, give the demons another year, give them another part of your life. They say you, you're covered in filth. You're dirty. You can't do that. You can't. God won't accept you. They'll say lies like you can't minister. You can't, you won't be able to change. They say you might as well give up. It's like they probably told the prodigal son, you can't go back. After what you did, you can't go back. You can't, you can't look your father in the face after that. But guess what? Guess what? Let me speak the word of God to you this, this, this evening. Jesus is the truth. He is the truth. You measure up all those lies up against Jesus and you see, you'll see what's truth and what's a lie. Put Jesus up against those things that you hear, those conditions that you you suffer with. Moses was a murderer. He murdered. God changed him. God changed him. He went. He went from influential, rich, powerful prince in Pharaoh's house. He went from. He was a trained soldier, and and he was tra- he was educated in Pharaoh's house, and he became a mountain man. God changed him, and not only did God change him, He prepared him to be a deliverance minister. Led the people of God out of bondage. Imagine what God could do with you if you allow God to take you to the mountaintop and change you 
Jonah showed up to his assignment on the beach, smelling like like death and, and rotting fish. And he wasn't wearing a, a expensive Armani suit. He didn't have a Rolex and and a personal assistant and executive assistant and big bankroll. He didn't have endorsements. He didn't have you know fans following him into into the city. He didn't come to Nineveh following a series of successful revivals in his past. No, he came out of came out of a place of shame, a place of a prison. He came out of a tomb, if there ever was a tomb. He was brought up. He was a, he was a Jew. And God told him as a Jew, go go preach a warning to this non-Jewish city, this rebellious, evil, wicked city. Go preach to them. Give them a chance. That was his assignment. And he had an attitude about it. He had an attitude about it. And, he, and after they repented, he sulked. God... God created a fish to swallow the man. That's God. When God has a purpose for your life, God's going to make a way. He is going to make a way. Not you, not me. And when God wants to use you and me, when he wants to use us, and we offer ourselves to be used, God's going to use us. He will even... He will use us because he can. He will. He wants to. He's not a man that he should lie. If he says he will, if he sends you, he will. The enemy, the devils and the spirits that are telling people lies and trapping them, the sting of affliction and failure, that's all, you know, that's the facts. But the truth is, Jesus saved you. They don't want you. The devil doesn't want you to know that. He doesn't want that to sink into your spirit, man. He does not want you to wake up to the truth. Psalms 36 says, The transgression of the wicked saith, Within my heart there is no fear of God before his eyes. That's what the, the wicked saith. For he flattereth himself in his own eyes. That his iniquity will not be found out and be hated. The words of his mouth are iniquity and deceit. He hath ceased to be wise and to do good. He devises iniquity upon his bed. He sets himself in a way that is not good. He abhorreth not evil. Thy loving kindness, O Jehovah, is in the heavens. Thy faithfulness reacheth unto the skies. Thy righteousness is like the mountains of God. Thy judgments are great deep of Jehovah, O Jehovah. Thou Preservest man and beast. How precious is thy loving kindness, O God, and the children of men take refuge under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou wilt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. For with thee there is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. O continue thy loving kindness unto them that know thee, and thy righteousness to the upright in heart. Let not the foot of pride come against me, and let not the 
hand of the wicked drive me away. There are the workers of iniquity fallen. They are cast down and shall not be able to rise. Revelation 21, 8. But the fearful, the unbelieving, and the abominable, the murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Years ago, Dr. Shepherd gave us the word from God about our feet and about shoes. Uh, she even spoke about seeing feet and ankles and legs being healed. And God's own Holy Spirit told us to go out and buy new shoes as a point of contact for our faith. And this is not a small thing. It's, it's not a coincidence. We will use these feet in our spiritual warfare. When we put our shoes on, to crush the works of witchcraft, to crush the power of the enemy underfoot. It's something to note, you know, the creatures that are affiliated with witchcraft and sorcery and magic, like snakes and bats and spiders. The spiders are the only ones that don't have ears. You can command spirits out with the spoken word, but sometimes you just got to take those a foot and just squash them. You just got to step on it and just crush it. Some get cast out. Some get dropped on the spot. Just like the Israelites entering and taking the promised land, God commands us to destroy all the power of the enemy. We should obey and take the win. Spiders can sense those vibrations, remember, that can come up from the ground and the approaching vibration of feet marching and stepping closer and They'll run to avoid being stepped on because that's what's coming. And God said to me, when this wave of faith swells up in the body of Christ, the world's going to see it. It's not going to be able, it's, it's, it's not going to ebb and flow like a tide in the ocean. It's going to be a wave that just comes and keeps going and keeps going, and the world is going to see God's handiwork. His anointing is going to be a worldwide sweeping tidal wave of deliverance, of faith, like the world has never seen before. Once it starts to catch on, it's going to be like take one lit match and you touch another match and that gets lit. Take that match and touch another match and it gets lit up with fire. And they're all going to just start spreading and transferring the power. It's going to catch on fire. The men and women of God. You know what happens when fire consumes wood? It converts the molecular structure of the wood into carbon molecules. Changes it. Fire changes the things it touches. But the, the first match has to be lit, and it has to go where it needs to go and touch another one, and so on, and so on. That match that's in your hand, that person that's in your hand, and light them on fire. Send them, God, where you want to send them. And cause the fire of your reviving Holy Spirit to catch the next one and to pass on to the next one. So that we're all changed. In Deuteronomy 4.24 and Hebrews 12.29 says, the Lord, your God, is a consuming fire. 
You can't come into contact with God and not be changed. All this needed is for one to no longer care about the consequences and the threats of the enemy. That's all. To stop, stop regarding the threats and regard the word of God. Regard the truth, the gospel. When dignity is no longer an issue, some of us just obey for the sake of obeying. God is going to start writing some blank checks. He's going to start releasing dams of blessings that are holding back blessings upon blessings. He's going to open the windows of heaven. Rivers are going to cause barren places to come back to life. And it's, it's all going to be at the devil's expense. He's going to make the enemy pay up. Pay up. Being very patient, but at the same time, God's not a liar. And soon his word is going to start rolling through the earth like a miracle storm, like a wave that just can't be stopped. You know what? Every one of you who work with, with, with you know, mixtures, all the witches that work with mixtures, and you half, half Christian label and, and half working a craft on the side, doing magic on the side, doing witchcraft on the side. You have your creatrix bowls. You have your incense and your altars and your multi-gods and your commitments to, to the spirits that you conjured up. Guess what? They're all about to be broken and poured out. And, and the, you know it. If you're a witch and you're listening, you know it. You know it. Exodus twenty two eighteen. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. When you see that power of witchcraft at work and God exposes it, because God's exposing it for you to destroy it, to kill it, to deal with it, deal with it. Choose not to be a victim. See what God does with that, that faith to choose and obey with the act of your own will to drop that witchcraft dead. You can do it. If God's telling you to go somewhere, go somewhere. If God's telling you to say something, say something. If God's telling you to get up and take and take action, do it. Do it. Right now the spirit of witchcraft is growing in the world and you can see it. It's being exposed. It's lost its it's 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 becoming bolder, but at the same time God's exposing it. Exposing it with his light. In churches, in government, food industry, and in healthcare, everywhere, God's exposing it. All the seducing, all the charming that was done is being unraveled, is being broken up. All the strongholds are being tore down. Those armies are being dumbfounded. They're being being scattered, obliviated. And that spear cooking going to be destroyed. All those works of, of ritual spirit cooking. Electronic witchcraft and evil, those evil weapons that they're using in the airways, they're going to be tore down. They're being tore down, ripped down. The power that they put into that is being, being removed. And the cycles of torment in the body of Christ are going to stop because Jesus is deliverance and Jesus is doing this. We got to get in the flow. Got to get in the flow of God's blessing. God's this, His Holy Spirit moving. Got to be in it, in it. 
rebellion in the body of Christ, I close that cycle. I destroy those spirits causing her blindness. In Jesus' name, loose, loose the church in Jesus' name. That living, living body of Christ, living and alive, going to pick up that foot and crush the power of the enemy underfoot. Wandering eyes, those watchers, those soul-searching, hunting uh, familiars that are sent out, you are disbanded. You're arrested. You're shut down. All of your power that you've resourced is being removed. You've been disbanded, shut down and locked down in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, that creatrix witchcraft spirit, I bind you, rebuke you in Jesus' name. Those seducing spirits, the spirit of Jezebel, spirit of fear, I bind you. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Loose that that overwhelming, that all-powerful love of Christ that, that draws the salvation, that draws the men and women of the world with love, perfect love. We halt dead in the tracks all the, the attacks the mind control attacks on pastors and ministers and and evangelists, people serving in the spiritual front line, all those attacks, we halt them dead in their tracks right now in Jesus' name. Loose those ministers. Loose the men and women of God in Jesus' name. Every weapon formed against them. Fail right now in Jesus' name. Fail. Every chain, loose off the wrist, loose off the hands, loose around the neck, come off the men and women of God right now in Jesus' name. Come off the men and women of God in Jesus' name. All those handkerchiefs and all those wristbands, God condemns that. And God takes the freedom and liberty of his people personally. He took it to the cross. I shatter all those works, all those chains, all the the bands of, of mental oppression, in Jesus' name, you're broken. I sprinkle and apply the blood of the Lamb over the mind, the head, the body, the heart, the lips, the hands. In Jesus' name, loose, cleanse, consecrate that temple. In Jesus' name, the enemy's power is crushed under our feet. That ambushing predator spirit that sent out on assignment, you are broken up. I bind you, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Your power is gone. Your power is gone in Jesus' name. All those spirits of witchcraft in Jesus' name. Those tempting spirits, those mind-binding spirits of witchcraft, go! All airway spirits, I bind you in Jesus' name. Go! Get out! All familiar spirits, in Jesus' name, get out! Get out! Every transfer of spirits... Get out. I bind and block you in Jesus' name. Get out. Go. Deaf and dumb, I rebuke you. Get out. Go. Get out of the man and woman of God. Get out. Go. Go. Spider witchcraft, employed by witches, sent on assignment, conjured up, and sent out. I bind you right now in Jesus' name. Die! Die! All witchcraft spirits, all the power of witchcraft sent on assignment, 
all that power, die right now. Come to zero right now. Right now. Loose the men and women of God. Loose the families. Loose those churches. Loose those Bible studies, those ministries, those little home missions churches, and those missionaries abroad. Loose them right now. Loose them right now. Right now. I tear down the strongholds of the airway right now. All airway spirits, you're grounded, halted, right now, brought down in Jesus' name. Come down to subjection right now in Jesus' name. All nightmare spirits, all succubus and incubus spirits, I bind you and rebuke you right now in Jesus' name. Come out and go. Get out. Go. Lying spirits, lying wonders, false prophecies, come out. Go. Go. Go in Jesus' name. Go. All the confusion, illness, mind-binding spirits, I bind you. I rebuke you right now in Jesus' name. I sprinkle and apply the blood of the Lamb onto the head, onto the forehead. That the brain is cleansed right now, loosed, liberated, made whole, made right in Jesus' name. The heart and the mind, all thoughts, all memories restored in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, peace of God into the heart, into the mind. Lord, send your, send your angels and your spirit, Lord, to settle the spirit of peace, to settle, to bring a, your glory, Lord, into the atmosphere right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we, we welcome your spirit. Welcome you, Lord. We ask you to, to just fill, fill, fill tonight, fill. Peace just fill, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for exposing the hidden works, the hidden things, those hidden dark works of witchcraft and iniquity. Those attacks. Thank you for exposing them, Lord, causing them to fail, causing them to be brought for and delivered to us for us to defeat them. In Jesus' name, by your spirit. Those workers of iniquity are fallen. They are cast down and they shall not be able to rise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Tedlana, thank you for being with me tonight. God richly bless you. God keep you. And God increase your faith in Jesus' name. We'll see you tomorrow morning in Jesus' name. Y'all ready to go to church? Come on, put them hands together. Come on, let's go to church.